What up guys? It's the first episode back in a couple of years. The last episode I did was in 2019, right before the pandemic. And uh, I kind of just gave up on it. But I felt a calling to come back on here because I really enjoy speaking about my life and at least trying to help people. And I hope and I believe that's what the goal of my podcast always was, to just help people reflect on their own lives, you know, feel relatable to some of the problems I'm going through or some of the issues I'm going through. And if it helps one person, great. And if it helps 100 people, that's awesome. But you got to start somewhere, right? So I'm excited to be back on here and just catch you up at, catch you up on where I'm at in life. I'm going to be doing a solo podcast until, until I say so. You know, this is super easy for me and I feel like I have a lot to talk about. Eventually we'll get into some guests, but for right now we're just doing it in my bedroom. And uh, I feel like that's as raw as you're going to see me. And I'm going to talk about some real stuff on here. So let's dive into it. So the last time we talked to each other was in 2019. This was right before the pandemic, right before COVID. And that was such a dark, dark period in my life during COVID. I'm sure it was for a lot of you listening as well. Um, but yeah, I was I was trapped in my, my parents' home. I mean, I still live here, so I never really left. Uh, but yeah, just the the environment and just being stuck in isolation and not being able, to, being able to go out and see my friends, see my family, do the things I normally would, right? That impacted me in so many different ways. And a lot of good came out of it. And a lot of what I did back then, I still do to this day. So to really kind of combat these darker thoughts or just being in a darker mood or vibe overall. You know, I started meditating, journaling, um, saying positive affirmations to myself, reading a lot of self-help books. And you probably have, you know, heard this a hundred times from a bunch of different people, but, you know, being able to use these tools to really understand yourself and understand your problems and understand why you are the way you are has really been super eye-opening for me. And I'll start with the meditation, right? So I feel like a lot of people think that meditation is downloading the Headspace app, putting your headphones in, and then just listening to a guided meditation. And there's, I wouldn't say there's nothing wrong with that, but I really don't think that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, so when I meditate, I, I just raw dog it, right? I don't listen to anything. I lay on my floor. I set a timer. Usually it's for like 12 to 15 minutes. There are times, there have been times where I've done really long meditations as well. But um, yeah, I'll sit there in silence. I'll close my eyes. I'll stay super still and re resist the urge to move. And if you can do that, after a while, um, let me preface this. I feel like a lot of people get confused with meditation and they sit there and they think that they're supposed to think nothing, which is impossible, right? Because your, your subconscious, your mind is going to be thinking of a million thoughts 
a million random things just crossing through your mind at all times, right? So when you sit there and just observe, and what I mean observe is, I think somebody gave this analogy once, imagine that you're on a bench and you're watching cars pass by. That's how you can objectively look at your thoughts, right? So you know that your thoughts are happening, but you need to create a gap between you and the thoughts that you're experiencing, right? So you, you aren't your thoughts, that's the idea. And when you sit there in silence and you resist the urge to move, you forget that you're in your body, as weird as that sounds, and you're able to really see like, oh, why am I thinking this? That's weird that I'm thinking this. Why did I, you know, randomly think of this person during this memory? Oh, I have this assignment I have to do, right? So your mind is constantly just balancing these ideas just a million times in a minute. And the idea is the more you can distance yourself from these thoughts, you're able to really disassociate yourselves, dis, dis, disassociate yourself from what you don't want to necessarily think and be about. And then also you can really add intention and intensify the thoughts that you do want to be about, right? So uh, people are going to have darker thoughts, especially when they're going through, you know, harder times. So being able to distance yourself from that and then get yourself into a good space is so, so important. And I think that meditation has an application, not just in the sense of like calming down your mind and be, being able to create this thought. There's also some physiology included with it. So, you know, you're calming down your central nervous system. If you're in a stress state, you're able to turn off that fl uh, fight or flight and you're, out of, you're able to bring yourself out of that stress state, which is super important, right? We know that stress is a main implication to diseases down the road. Um, you're more susceptible just to getting sick or developing you know, serious illness later on in your life. So the more you're able to regulate your stress in a healthy way, one, you'll just be overall healthier but two, you'll be able to clink, uh, think more clear over time. And yeah, it's just, meditation is so amazing. Like I do it two or three times a day and without it, like I can't focus. I've noticed that, right? So one, meditation has been super helpful to me in that sense. And, you know, I'd recommend everyone to try it, not just in a sense of, being able to turn down those thoughts, but I found too, like when I used to uh, compete in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, a big thing for me is like, I guess in any sport, but more specifically when you're in a more of an individual sport or a combat sport, you get some serious nerves right before you step, step on that mat and compete. And if you're not able to really harness or control those nerves, you're not going to be able to perform. And I found myself just having way too much adrenaline, um, you know, when I stepped on that mat to compete and being able to meditate just 12 to 15 minutes, sometimes longer, maybe like 30 minutes before a match, I was really able to add intention to my thoughts, really dial in with my thoughts and bring myself to a place where I needed to be to compete. 
So the applications for meditations, there's a, a wide range of things you could do with it, and highly, highly recommend it to, to anyone, right? Another thing that I was big on at the time, and that I should honestly start doing again now that I'm saying it, was journaling. As stupid and as simple as that sounds. So every day I would just, you know, write about some of the thoughts or problems I was having at the time. And when you're able to do that and write it down on a piece of paper, for whatever reason, your mind just is able to look at your problems objectively as if it weren't you. So when you like write down your, pro your problems, you don't, you tend to like see that they're not as big as you're making it seem in your head. Obviously like each case is different, but it just gave me like, it just emptied my head and I was able to put it down on paper and really just understand the problem outside of myself, which is huge. Um, and you just feel so much lighter after doing that. So I would highly recommend journaling in addition to meditation if you're looking for a good daily routine. Love doing that. Uh, but yeah, on top of that, like during that time, I feel like I really got to be comfortable being alone and just being with myself. And I learned that, you know, in the past, and I still do this from time to time too, is I really... I really, really craved external validation and attention from other people. And not to say that's a bad thing, but when you become super aware of some of your own like BS and you start to understand why you behave and why you are the way you are, it's, it's really funny. So, you know, in the past, like, I would... I worked at uh, I worked as a personal trainer at Orange Theory, and one of the things that I absolutely loved was just always being the center of attention. I think I naturally just have an inclination to want to be the center of attention in most uh, situations, and I realized that that because I always wanted just external validation from other people. People think that you know I was cool. I'm the man, like, you know, I, I was the trainer everybody wanted to see. Uh, <laughs> stupid stuff like that. And in social situations too, like, I used to put my ability to capture people's attention and get complimented from other people, girls, guys, whatever. I used to put that on such a huge pedestal and it's probably just like, you know, something that I absolutely loved growing up as a kid, right? Like I loved being goofy, being funny, always just grabbing adults' attention and I don't think it ever left me. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's funny when you look back, I know I just said that, it's funny when you look back and, you know, start to put all of the pieces together, you really start to understand yourself. And uh, that's so like low on where I have my hierarchy of things that matter to me now. It's not that I don't want attention or I don't want like, you know, the limelight in certain situations. I think that's still cool and it has its place, but 
I'm not gonna go out of my way making my entire being to just impress every single person uh, I encounter or I meet. I mean, it's kind of difficult when you look like this. Just kidding. And uh, for the people that are just listening on Spotify or Apple, you'll just have to visualize that. <laughs> I'll stop. All right. Um, but yeah, getting getting to really know myself and getting comfortable with being alone, I feel that it's just made me so much mentally sharper and mentally stronger. And I feel that I'm able to do so much more and understand more about myself because I've been able to have this really good relationship with myself. So I'm really proud of that. That's something I developed over the past couple of years. And it definitely started uh, during COVID because I was, you know, forced to. Okay, so fast forward to 2023. I have two businesses I run. We have Alva, so we have my apparel company where we do fitness stuff, combat sports apparel, lifestyle stuff, clothes like that. And then we also have our marketing agency, Brandswagon, where we build websites and we help other companies make merch, uh, run marketing campaigns, things like that. And um, yeah, like the last episode 2019 before COVID is the last time I actually had a job. I mean, I was a trainer, but I didn't really take the full leap of faith into, you know, running both of these businesses full time because at the time I was definitely a little bit, you know, still new and I don't, I definitely didn't have the experience I had right now, but you know, there was a part of me that was a little scared to do that too. And one thing I really learned about being an entrepreneur and, and running a business is you have to be able to deal with uncertainty every single day. And it's a good and bad thing, right? Um, you know, the uncertainty of not knowing when your next paycheck will come or the uncertainty of not knowing if your employees or your contractors or whoever you work with will you know, stop showing up or quit on you. You know, when you run a business, you wear so many hats. And I'm really proud of the skills and the things that I had to learn to make both of these businesses successful. But at the same time, it was it was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of discipline to get here, to get to the stage where I could, you know, have these businesses full time and be able to enjoy and relax my time, relax and enjoy my time mix that up um, but yeah going back to uncertainty like that's such like a big there's such a huge parallel between uncertainty in business and uncertainty in life because we really never know what's gonna happen tomorrow or an hour from now you know as cliche as that sounds and being able to just be comfortable going with the flow and going with the ebbs and flow of life I feel like uh, as I get, you know, better as a person, doing these little things to help improve my mental, just being a better person, being there for my friends and family, in turn, that translates into the business as well. If I'm feeling at my best, I know I can give my best with my businesses. And uh, yeah, there are just so many parallels being a business owner. It's awesome. And 
even if you don't run a business too, I think there's uh, also a definitely a huge sense of, there's a false sense of security when you work a nine to five, because I feel like we were definitely brought up to, you know, go to school, graduate, get that nine to five job, lock that in, get steady pay, get those benefits. Absolutely nothing wrong with that if that's what you wanted to. But there really isn't security in that too when they sell you the American dream, right? Like you can get laid off, you can get let go, you can get fired at any point in time without a reason. Like your boss can just fire you on the spot and then you have two weeks to pack up your shit and leave. So there's always, uh, you know, pros and cons of both. But, you know, for example, like, you never know if something like COVID will happen and businesses will have to shut down. So I think it's whatever risk you're willing to take, but uncertainty in life is always going to be a constant. So being able to just trust in the natural, you know, stages of life and where you're at in life, just you need to lean into where you are and be proud of it and own it. And that's just going to help you build confidence or at least it helped me build confidence in knowing that I know I'm going to go through some shitty times. I know I'm going to go through some great times, but the fact that I know when I'm in those times, like it, it doesn't surprise me and it makes the blow of being in a, a shittier time a little bit easier. That's just one thing I noticed. So yeah, if you're, uh, if you're on the fence with starting a business or starting a side hustle, I'd say do it. Like, even if you don't feel comfortable taking that full leap of faith just yet, quitting your steady job, like you could do your side hustle or you can start a business on the side and keep doing it until you get to a point where you need to quit. You don't need to go balls deep right when you start, right? So it's however you want to take it, but I'm super proud of where I'm at and all the work I put in over the past couple of years to get to this stage. And I'm also super proud of the work I put in to get to my, you know, just get my mental to where I'm at now. Like, there's definitely a, a night and day difference on the inside of who I was back then versus now. And I think that's it's definitely a good thing, right? You definitely don't want to be the same person uh, every stage of your life for the rest of your life. It's always good to grow, outgrow certain things, outgrow certain people. Uh, I noticed too as I'm older, like, you know, I just turned 28 this month. My back hurts all the time. Getting older kind of sucks, but getting older is kind of cool at the same time. Um, I definitely don't care as much about, you know, the partying and, and going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was big into that, you know, during my earlier 20s. But as I get older, like, I'm more so interested in obviously the work I do, but just hanging out with my friends and like having cool conversations or cool experiences outside of partying. Don't get me wrong. I love, uh, I love, you know, still getting shit faced and going out to the bars and going out to clubs every now and then, but definitely not, ev not every weekend. I definitely enjoy like solitude, solitude and isolation and just trying to learn new things, whether it's a book, I've been slacking on my book game lately. Um, you know, reading before I go to bed, I shouldn't even say that, it's like a hobby of mine that I spend too much time on, 
Uh, but yeah, I just love I love spending time with people. It doesn't have to be in a super extravagant setting. Like a couple weeks ago, me and my two friends played pool in his apartment, like pool room, and we had such a great time. We spent like three hours there, and that felt so much more fun, so much more genuine than going to DJs and getting lost in the darkness and getting swallowed in the darkness. I think my perspective definitely changed too. I, I've been in a relationship for three or so years now, a little bit more than three years. So being single and being in a relationship is definitely different. I think when you're single, you definitely feel more inclined to just go out and occupy your time more, unless you're comfortable being alone and being by yourself. But yeah, being around people, just having cool experiences and learning new things and experiencing new things is definitely the wave I'm on right now. And uh, yeah, it's summertime here in Jersey. The weather's been super shitty. It's been raining like every day for the past week. So I'm hoping that the sun comes out because I'd love to go outside more, uh, take my puppy who's outside of the frame, definitely on some cool hikes. And yeah, just get outside and be with your friends. That's, um, I definitely enjoy that more now. And a thought that I've been having a lot recently is I feel like myself and definitely other people too, like you get into this routine of doing things because you have to, or you have to make money or because you want to impress people or you want to you know, do something just for your, like, your personal brand or your business, whether that's, you know, work, working out, um, maybe going to social events just to keep up with your friends, things like that. But when's the last time you actually did something just to have fun? Aside from, like, drinking and going out, when's the last time? I feel like most of you listening will have a hard time answering that question. And I feel that you know, I've definitely been trying to put more of a focus on that, and I'll definitely jump at experiences that are outside of my daily routine. Like, I've been trying to get into uh, pickleball with my friends more. I played it one time recently, and I had a lot of fun, but I would love to do that with my friends on, like, a day-to-day -day basis just to get outside, play a different sport that I'm used to, and, yeah, just, like, going outside and being a kid and having fun. Like, why does that have to stop when you're an adult? I don't understand. And it kind of sucks because as you get older, you just focus more so on work and your responsibilities. And that kind of takes like the bandwidth of your brain aside from going out, you know, Friday and Saturday to the bars, right? I feel like that's mostly what people are doing, at least around me in like New Jersey, New York, uh, New York area. So, like. If you just get out and do something for fun that you normally don't do just for the sake of having fun and enjoying yourself, that's when life becomes so much more enjoyable. Like when you're a kid, you literally only do things to have fun. There's no end game involved. There's no means to an end, right? You're not working to make money. You're not going out to meet that girl. You're not going to this social event to network. You're just simply doing it to have fun. Why does that end when you become an adult? It's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think that, you know, we watch 
people in a in our society just grow up and kind of as cliche as it sounds, I've said cliche like seven times. As cliche as it sounds, just grow up and get part of the rat race, right? You're on the same hamster wheel as everyone else. And you can you have the ability to break that by just doing small things every day. Like you have the freedom of choice. So you should be conscious and use that freedom of choice. So get outside and have fun. Do something you normally don't do. And I promise you that is when life becomes fun. Like go outside on a Wednesday at 7 p.m. and play pickleball with your friends. Go on a hike randomly. Uh, go for a run if you don't run. Maybe don't go for a run. That's really not that fun. Uh, <laughs> but you get the idea. Like start getting into the mindset to just do things to have fun because that's what life's about. Yeah, you can do meaningful stuff. Yeah, it's great to be around friends, family. It's cool to leave a legacy and create something you're known for or create something that'll benefit the world. That's all great stuff. But when you break it down to the simplest of things you should be doing to improve your life, to have an enjoyable life, and to feel fulfilled, do something that'll make you have fun. And that's just been on my mind for a while and I wanted to share that. Last thing I'll talk about, I don't know how long this has been, but I hope it's been a decent amount of time. The latest book I read, I forget the name and I forget the author, but it's basically about this guy who grew up just loving outdoor activities and he was always confused and kind of had some of the same viewpoints I have right now and some of the viewpoints I just talked about. About how we just grow up and lose our sense of having fun, one. And two, why do we grow up thinking that money and work are a means to an end and that we're gonna enjoy ourselves once we get this, get this money or we spend enough time working, right? So we have the idea that we work so that we can make enough money to do enjoyable things or buy things that we want or to retire at a certain age and then we'll start living after. Well, this guy, he had, he had the idea to work so that it matched his lifestyle. And what that means is that he put his lifestyle first, the things he prioritized first, and then he built his work life around that. Meaning that this guy really valued doing things outside, whether it was hiking, whether it was mountain climbing. This dude was definitely white, right? <laughs> Just jokes. Um, but you get my idea, like going on, you know, mountain biking or just spending time with his dogs or his wife. And he put such a high amount of value on that. Being so young, right, he, he learned this later on in his 20s and in his 30s, he really stressed this. So he always took on jobs that met his lifestyle. And he really defined the things he wanted outside of money. Because a lot of us say like, well, what do you want out of life? A lot of us will say the same answers. We'll say that we want to make a lot of money. We want to be popular, we want to be loved. We want to you know, build something that people will know us for. Or, you know, you just want to be seen as successful. But if you really break it down, like that's that's a means to an end, you know? What do you really want out of your day-to-day -day life? What what are you gonna do when you get all that money? You're gonna buy things that you always wanted, but yeah, but what happens after that? 
you know, that's a means to an end. But if you're able to really define the things that bring you joy, define the things that are meaningful to you, and you're able to do that and separate it from money, uh, acquiring a house, acquiring a, a car, if you separate the two, it's funny, but you'll understand that you never needed money or those things in the first place to do some of those things. If you, it's all in the choices you make. If you wanna be respected by others, you have to take action to be respected by others. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a super high paying job. Like you can just be a stand up guy that, you know, it just has, uh, his word means everything to him. And he's, he's able to help people, people respect him because who he is and he's just a good person, guy or girl. And you know, when you gain all this money and you buy things, you know, just because you bought a car, at age 25, are you gonna maintain that happiness at age 26? Probably not, it's cool to look at, but when it comes down to it, you wanna spend time with your loved ones, and two, do things that you enjoy. So if you flip the two, regular societal thinking, instead of thinking, I need to work to make this money, think I need to work to match this lifestyle. So you can literally take a job, let's say you want to Say you want to go to, you live in California, you want to go to the beach every day, and you want to do stuff outside three to four hours a day every day. You can find a job where you can work remote and make a decent amount of money where you don't have to be online all the time and you can go out and do those things. I think that's definitely become more popular during the pandemic, right? Because remote work definitely became more popular. Uh, but yeah, like more people should start focusing on that I personally think you'll be able to lead a happier and more enjoyable life. I have the luxury of that because I run two businesses and at times it gets hectic, it gets crazy. And yeah, I have to you know put in the work and sacrifice. But for the most part, like I've built a system where I can kind of leave and things will get done and I can go out and enjoy whatever it is I want to do that day. And it's a great life. Um, so yeah, I'll leave you with that. Feel like this was a good episode back I'm excited to talk some more but yeah I felt like I felt like we needed this and I'm excited to be talking to you again but yeah thank you so much I will see you for the next episode